0: Hey guys, we might be sounding a little bit different this episode. Uh, as you know, Chris, all of New York City is is shut down. We have no access <laughs> yeah. to the studio. I am in my apartment. You are in your home, and we're trying to make this work. Well, I'm 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 in Nebraska, so we're we're not um
1: we we haven't gone full on uh, full on nutbaggery, uh, which <laughs> I, I I still think I mean, Ian has different views than I do, but full on nutbaggery of locking everything down but but uh so i know i i still can get out and enjoy the granted things are still shut down because just nebraska if it happens in all these states and then eventually after about two weeks is when it finally filters to nebraska so whatever's going on in new york and california it will eventually get to nebraska but we're usually about three two three weeks behind so things are i mean the, the governor governor rickett's Again, fell in line with all the rest of the governors. It's just the governors are just like sheep too, guys. Just that sheep will are sheep will fall in the politician ranks too. But he's pretty much shut everything down as far as going
0: out. But it, you know, bro, I mean, we kind of kind of have to at the at the moment because of Trump. But but yeah, and, well,
1: yeah, yeah No, you're 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 right, brother.
0: But, but I, I want to this. I do want to save this for the show. Okay, so, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> because I know, I know we're going to get into it. And I also have to, I have to break your yeah. balls about what you said on, uh, on the conspiracy Oh, yeah, dude. But, I, well, it's, it's the way you look. It's not your it – was,
1: it was the – I'm taking a it. We'll, we'll that's get a compliment. But, yeah, that's uh, a compliment, dude.
0: Before we do, we, we have Patch Ops on as a sponsor, and we will definitely get a little bit more in-depth about them on a future podcast. Yeah, yeah. About them today. They are officially licensed as a partner with yourself, with KPI LLC, and Battleline Tactical. They make the Battleline Tactical PVC morale patches and vinyl decals. The quality of their products will blow you away. So do us a favor. Go to Patch Ops on Facebook and Twitter. On Instagram. Patch Ops is family-owned and operated by Marine veteran Tim Hickey and his wife, Michelle. Tim actually served in the same infantry unit as Tig, who you guys know from 13 Hours, of course, uh, which is 3-7. And their company focuses on supplying the highest quality morale patches and vinyl decals on the market today at an affordable price. They have amazingly talented artists on staff, that can take your custom ideas from concept to reality and will create something that will make everyone involved proud to display every aspect of this company makes them stand out in a crowd. So please check them out. Uh, and before I give you guys a coupon code you could use, I'll tell you, Tim sent me all the Battleline tactical ones, which are awesome. They Audacious are. Andy sent me the custom Tonto tribe one. She did through them, which looks yeah. incredible. And the way they package everything, dude, the, I, I feel like I can't even make a joke about this because I'm not a guy who served, but the, the edible crayons for the Marines. Oh, out yeah. there, that's funny, yep. man. That's funny. No, they, they are. They, it, it, they, they took, I'm surp- I'm really surprised
1: nobody did that first. They were the first ones to do it. Just and as recent as I think it's only been six months ago that they started doing it. Cause they gave them to me uh, when I did a book signing at Fort worth in, at, uh, at defender outdoors there. And, as the first time i saw them and, and that is that is clever and it's good gum it's good bubble gum but just the cleverness behind it especially if you've served uh with the corps or you've just served in the military in general you know what the you know marines eat crayons that's the joke this burning joke i think yep. for years i can't even i probably since world war one and it's true they do eat crayons so you know, i remember fits, so uh not,
0: <laughs> not not this last shot show two shot shows ago we were uh we were at a restaurant big party and my friend alex hollings former marine we're at some restaurant that had crayons in the table everybody is drinking having a good time and of course he decided to actually eat crayons to show he's a true marine
1: (laughs) (laughs) whatever floats your boat there you jar heads you guys (laughs) you guys can chew on those things all you want uh but the the patches no they're they're second to none they're they're awesome they're tight and for for them to provide you know battleline tactical the battleline tactical combative patches our standard patches, uh, the morale patches and then then the KPI ones that I've just got the John fifteen thirteen with the KPI logo the lion's head logo no they're they're incredible and and again it's just another blessing that I good good people I do think congregate together and, and they found uh, found me out through Jeremy Mitchell is a tremendous individual that runs most of the KPI stuff most of my companies run by either my wife Tanya or Jeremy they do a ton of it and they found the patch ops found uh, me through Jeremy and and I, I like yeah heck yeah of course I would partner with you and you know I, I made luckily for me I made a, a no-brainer good decision with that because the patches are awesome and normally with books if I have extra. I'll put them in a book. If people buy books on my website, if I have extra, I throw them in there with them. So there's a lot of people out there that have these patches that have seen the Battle Line and the Battle Line combative patches. And, and I'll continue to do that if I have extra patches. And if you come to a Battle Line course and I have them, of course, I hand them out. So tremendous, tremendous. But go on their, their website and check out all the stuff they have, and you won't be disappointed if you like to collect those morale patches.
0: Oh yeah, and they have great stuff. A lot of politically incorrect stuff that you guys will love. <laughs> and Rings, uh, what you expect? Yeah, the the quality just blew me away, man. I have yeah, uh, yeah. I have this great Oakley bag that I use uh, when I go to the gym, and I was able to put those on there. Uh, so yeah, I just oh, yeah. love them, man. And Tim, I could tell is an awesome guy, although I'm yet to meet him yet. And they're gonna sponsor another show. We just kind of wanted to do this as as a preview for you guys, but they do have a promo code. So go to patchops.com. Grab some of the baddest patches and decals on the planet, or have them start making your very own designs today, which is what Audacious Andy did with the Tonto Tribe uh, patch, yeah. and that thing looks awesome. Uh, you know, with the American flag, the colors, really cool. So use code Battleline for 15% off your next order on PatchOps.com. One word: Battleline. PatchOps, morale patches designed for the hardcore. Uh, every show as you guys know is sponsored by fort scott munitions fort scott munitions is a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass that is designed to tumble upon impact that's their trademark tumbles upon impact in soft tissue leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation this ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military-grade ammunition design It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC spun the top market, ensuring they received the same results with each pull of the trigger. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states, as well as directly online through www.fortscottmunitions.com. Love what those guys are doing. And people are, you know, you can't keep the ammo on the shelves right now. Yeah, it's just like toilet paper. You can't keep the ammo
1: <laughs> or the toilet paper on the shelves. But God bless them, and I'm glad they're doing well. They deserve it. And with us, ranges are still open here. Even the indoor ranges, granted, the number of people you can have on the range is limited, just like the rest of the country, do, to 10 or less but, uh, indoor ranges usually aren't lane, lane, lanes that big anyway. So, uh, or do you have that many lanes at an indoor range? So I, I'm going tomorrow to go shoot. I've, I've got another 300 blackouts. So I'm going to go run their ammo and, and shoot, shoot and enjoy my four Scott munitions. And, and again, they're they're the best stuff out there guys. And you, I hear it say weekend, week out. They are by far, if you're not trying them and giving them a shot, literally giving them a shot, I, mean, um, I, like I, I really think, yeah, I really think you're making a mistake. Um, Best ammunition on the market, best ammunition in the country, and the the, the family, the the craft family, and also you you've got the VP over there, Robbie, who they're just tremendous it. individuals. Yeah, they're just they're just a great family, and it shows in their products. And I really think that's a two, that's twofold. You have integrity within your company, it's going to show in your products, and that is definitely true for Scott Munitions.
0: One hundred percent. And, you know, I, I really can't blame people for stocking up when you see what they're doing in California with your states where they are one hundred percent going after guns right now. And, you know, yeah. you got to be careful with that. You you, you know, if, if you're a believer in the second. Amendment, they're doing their thing. And, you know, even though we have a large uh, city audience, because I always look at the numbers, a lot of people in Chicago, New York, L.A., there's probably a good amount of the audience who, no matter what is shut down, they can go outside their home if they have property and just shoot, yeah. which is the ultimate freedom.
1: Yeah, no, a lot, and a lot of people, especially out in the Midwest, they have the ability to do that as long as you're, you, you know, of course, you have got to get your land, make sure it's it's zoned correctly, and if you live out of town, but most of these people are. I, I don't know of any that that are going out in the downtown where you have two acres in the middle of Omaha and shooting guns. I mean, people <laughs> that are going to shoot, they actually have their rent land and it's purchased that way. But I agree with you, brother. Most, and I'll say this, I, I wrote a, wrote a piece or wrote a little snippet for a article that was written by my friend, Holly McKay. And I said that about a, she asked, she asked, one of the questions was, what's your response to? Why are people buying more ammunition? Well, Gun owners have been picked on so much, and they really have, and, oh, and I think the majority of it's not warranted at all. It is not. not um, the that least. there's No, there's a general distrust to the government, no matter who's in charge, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, so, and there's always the, the opportunity, because the, the blame is going to be, well, let's take the guns away, you're going to make, make it safer, 90% of America, if not more, 99% legally armed Americans. Don't want those rights taken away, and of course you're going to stock up, especially in a time right now where you feel more rights are being taken from you. And it's it's just it it's not a paranoia. I don't see it being an hysteria. I just think most gun owners, because of the Second Amendment, because they're always getting always getting picked on, and I do say that with 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 uh, with uh, with some zeal there and some zest. Um, they don't trust the government, so they're going to go out and stockpile munitions and, and uh, not that they're going to look and start world war three or start another civil war. That's not going to happen, but they do want to protect their rights. And, and um yeah, I, 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 I support, I support the second amendment and I support just like I like Nate Boyer said, is his support of Colin Kaepernick, anything for the flag. Well, I, I support gun owners to protect themselves and protect the second amendment rights. And that's what that's what keeps this country free. It really does. Because um, yeah. I've been in countries where they've taken guns away from people. And uh, yeah, doesn't that, well. that does, no, it doesn't work out well at all. <laughs> and the guns still find into the wrong hands and then and it, very, very bad people. And then you've got then you've got dictators fighting terrorists and you've got the pe- the, the actual the people that are really just
0: good people suffering out of all of it. And we don't want that here. Couldn't agree more. So yeah, with that, use exclusive promo code Battleline for fifteen percent off your order at FortScottMunitions.com. Only available to listeners of the Battleline podcast. fortscottmunition dot com. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Peranto, Battleline Tactical, and the Battleline Podcast. Let's hit it.
1: On the microphones, pure and uncensored American straight talk. Never quit. You're locked and loaded with Chris Peronto and Ian Scotto. This This is the Battle Line Podcast. Switches on. Motherfucker, I'm going to shoot you in the face.
0: All right. Well, with that, uh, just uh, Tonto and myself, Ian Scott. So, you know, what's funny. I feel like everyone, for the most part, is doing a show like this right now. Howard Stern is even doing his shows the same way because he doesn't want to keep people, uh, you know, without entertainment, without their show. And it's probably the first time in decades long career. You know, from the 80s to, I don't know, 1980, whenever, to now, he has never not been in a professional studio. And this has changed everything. And he's he's so paranoid. He's talking about it. I mean, everybody knows Howard's like a germaphobe. He's having people <laughs> deliver equipment to his house in a hazmat suit. And on top of that, he's waiting like 72 hours until he uses the mic he's saying. Oh, dude,
1: I, I, lo- I lost you, man. Can you oh, hear me? Oh, okay.
0: No, you're Yay, good. I you're good, good. Yeah, I agree now. Did you you heard me talk about the well, hazmat? Well, I, I heard
1: speech this. Speech. I heard the hazmat suit suit the 72 hours on yeah, the microphone, it. and then you cut out because maybe it's because I just started smiling and chuckling <laughs> under, <laughs> under under, no, mic- that's it, under that's my it. breath. You know, I, bro, I that's just complete ridiculous. That's that that went straight from ridiculousness to recocculusness. That I mean, that's how far it went. You were that's straight how from is, <laughs> though. I mean, hour <laughs>
0: Over the years, I've heard him freak out if someone has like a sniffle in the studio. He he freaks out over that. Well, that, and that's just how he chooses to live his life. I
1: I would never recommend anyone to live your life like that. But <laughs> hey, whatever works for Howard, he he hey, he's the he's a shock jock. He's he can do whatever the hell he wants, dude. He's top on the radio. He still is always top on the radio, podcast, whatever. Howard Howard's the man. And, and, but I, I would still, if I was in this studio, I still would laugh at him. And I even think I'd probably sneeze on accident. Just, just to, just to freak him out. And he probably kicked me out, but you know, I'm, I'm Tonto. What are you going to do? Kick me out. (laughs) All right. well I'll go for a run. Nice. Nice to see you. But uh, I, you know, that's, that's still things have changed, but, and people, people are changing with it. And I've seen that in and seen that happen. Uh, ranger school is a perfect example of that. And I, you know, I bring it back to the ranger school and talk to people about that because that is a, a really shock to your system. But if you are forced to do something and live a certain way and you have no choice, but that's the only way you're going to be able to live it like ranger school, you're not going to be able to eat. You're not going to be able to sleep. And you're thinking, God, it's just how am I going to do this? And, you know, for two, three months, your body gets used to it. You accept it. And then you your body and your mind just accept it. And honestly, Coming towards Florida phase and swamp phase at the inner range school. Yeah, I was tired. I was fatigued, but I had accepted that that's how my life had been for the last three months, and it was just okay. Well, I didn't only got four hours of sleep tonight. Oh, I only got three hours of sleep. I'm not going to eat. So what? Let's go get shit done. And you, people are people can 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 go if they accept it. They just got to accept it in their heads, their minds. This is how it's going to be. We got to adjust. Let's adjust to this. Let's be flexible. And then, if it's continual and it's consistent, and the life is consistent, then they just you continue. You go with it, and you just you just live. Um, it's the ones that fight, that fight it, fight it, fight it, that have the hardest time. And I'm not saying be so. Don't accept to be subservient. I'm not saying to go down that one road, but. There are certain things that we have to do different, like you said, and you do have the same thing. We've, we, you know, we, we can't go out anymore. Well, some of us didn't go out anyway, so it's no big deal. But the <laughs> ones that did need to go out on Fridays or the happy hours, and no worries there. That's some people enjoy that. The ones that are OK with it now and saying, well, I can't do it. I'm going to find something else to do with my life, whether it be walking. I see tons of people out walking. It's awesome here in Omaha. I see kids out playing, people riding bikes again. When people are able to do that, and fit something else in. If you do it after a couple weeks, you get used to it. And you're like, oh, this really is no big deal. All right, well, I have to change my things a little bit, but this is no big deal. My life is still going. I'm still laughing. I'm still happy. Um, I'm running low on TP, but I'll find some more toilet (laughs) paper out there. So I I, I just I, you know, people change. Um, The media shows the hysteria. That's why I told people turn it off. I think the majority of people, and we've said it on the last show we had, a person can handle anything. It's when they get into a crowd. People is where the, you lose your minds. You become hysterical and you and you and you fall for these these the, the pandemonium going out there. And I think a lot of people are becoming again what we all are is that's a person. And they're just, okay, well, we've got to change our lives a little bit. We gotta clean our hands more, which I don't know why you all you dirty birds are all out there wash your hands to begin with, but hey, now you gotta wash your hands. <laughs> and uh And yeah, I I I think things are things are really honestly going to go for the better. I really do feel that way, but maybe that's just me seeing it half full all the time.
0: Yeah, no, I'm seeing a lot of the same stuff, uh, and I am making some minor changes. I can tell you, yesterday was actually a really nice uh, adjustment for me, in that I do already now and again go for outdoor runs when the weather's nice, uh, which it is getting nicer. But there's a few things I've wanted to do that I just haven't had time for. So, for example, there's a park by me, Christopher Morley Park, but that has they have a fitness nature trail. So it's a nature trail. And along the nature trail, they have a pull up bar. They they have bars to do dips on. They have bars to do push ups on along this whole trail. There's like 18 different stations, basically. And I've seen it before. And I've been like, I got to go out and do this sometime. And now is finally the time that I went out and did it. While I'm there, I see a guy I run into all the time at UFC gym. And he's like, dude, this is why you just see me on the rowing machine at UFC gym. He's like, that's the end of my workout. He's like, this is my workout. I do this. I go running on the hills over here. And uh, he's like, I've been telling people about this place for years. And suddenly, hanging out here. And I got to tell you, man, I am sore in my chest, my (laughs) arms. Had a great workout. It was a nice change of pace, and uh, it actually did change my mindset a little bit. And and I am more of an outdoors person. I'm not someone who always needs to be under the fluorescent lights of the gym, but sometimes you have all these great places by you that you just literally don't have the time for. And it was the type of workout where I can't even do that every day. I'll do it every other day when the weather's—if the weather's nice tomorrow, I'll be back out there. But yeah, no, stuff like that is great. And of course, since it's all bars, pull-up bars, and all that, bringing my Purell— and uh yeah, just just making it work, man, making things work. But, uh, so, dude, those are the best.
1: Those are the best type of workouts to do because you can yeah. I, I I love doing stuff like that. I love implementing going and running a mile and then doing getting down doing twenty push ups and going to run again, then running and I'll see a park and I'll go and I'll do ten pull ups. And but when they have those sort of setups like that, um for those out there, that is so perfect. Those are and you're getting a full great workout outside you're getting your cardio and you're getting your strength in with your isometric exercises and they do have, a lot of those do i bet yours does has some great setups there where, where you've got the elevated sit-ups you have a place yeah. to even do I mean, all, exactly like, what i was doing oh yeah. no those are i would highly recommend everybody to 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 do that and i would say all Oh, and they continue to do it after it's all over. Oh, definitely Now That's awesome to hear.
0: And yeah, I mean, I'll uh, I'll miss the gym for a little bit, but this is great. And actually I will even say as a personal trainer, everybody gets so. Idea that it's just one of those things where once uh, someone does it, everybody copies it, that it's just (laughs) this day is chest day. This day is arm day. This day is leg day. I. Did that years ago, and then I realized the full body workout is the best. What I do is still full body workout. What I did yesterday at that park is a full body workout. And really, all you need are these basic movements. I know you guys all go on Instagram and see people doing all these complicated movements where it's like they're doing a box jump with you know a kettlebell with a million. (laughs) It's really not necessary, and I know you feel the same way with me on that. I
1: I do I I do I do plyometrics. I don't do a lot of the silly. I shouldn't say silly because if you're working out, it's not silly. I just, the, the, the simple movements always are the best. You know, I'll do box jumps. I'll, I'll, oh, no, I, 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 I will,
0: I will too. I just mean where everything has to yeah, have yeah, a million yeah, yeah. things incorporated. Yeah. And I honestly think the reason for that is Instagram because <laughs> how many times can we watch a guy do a pull up? But it's a great exercise, so you have to make things as interesting as possible. And yeah. In reality, it's probably not even. You don't need to be doing all this complicated stuff. And it may even be even detrimental to your
1: joints. Yeah. People realize that your joints, when you're doing a lot of herky jerky movements, that destroys your joints over yeah. time. But believe me, I take it from the guys. Take it from a guy whose joints are are destroyed from herky jerky movements just from his line of work that he's been in. And then also when you're playing college football, you. I, I can't. I, I I partially tore my Achilles tendon, and that's from a, that was from a herky-jerky movement I was doing. So, um, no, I, I completely agree. The simple movements are still the best. Running is still, to me, the best. Running is still that that force multiplier. I, that's where your mind quits before your body quits. So, so I, people that get out there and jog and run and then go to the gym, that, which is what I do. I'll get out there and work. I, I'll go for a good run first, maybe a really tough one. Then I'll hit the gym after. The problem with that is that people are trying to gain size. They won't gain yeah. size. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to get ripped up. You're going to get strong, but you won't put on that mask because you're getting that cardio done first. And you you can talk about this too, because that's what you do. You're a trainer. You, yeah. I would I would
0: tell typically, I, and what you, what you've been doing for years obviously works for you. It's the same yeah. way that from what I've learned, people say, actually the science says like, don't stretch before a workout, but I do because- yeah. I've gotten used to it, but I was going to say I would typically do the opposite in that, you know, especially if people like I want to hit my max on this thing. You're going to wear yourself out from running. So I would, I would typically run after, but if if running before has worked for you for far longer than I've been working out, <laughs> then obviously keep doing it.
1: No, yeah, and you're, no, you're right. You're spot on. you you're, that's what it is. My running before is cause that's what my priority is. And I, I do like to stay lean. Um, and then I'll just push myself hard hard when I get downstairs, but you're, you're right. If you want to get, you are know, trying to max a certain and get one rep and doing the heavy as you can. Or if you are, like you said, you're trying to put on size, you're trying to put on mass. Yeah, exactly right. You don't want to run first. You do that after that's when you, you, you want to get that. You want to, you want to lift and then, then hit something, treadmill, go for a couple mile jog or the elliptical machine or the rower after, and that'll put on mass. No, I, I agree with you there. It's just, what do you want? What are you looking for? And that's yes. just what I look for.
0: Definitely. Uh, I agree. And if I can find a trail,
1: I'm out the trail.
0: I'm out the trail. Cardio, And uh, yeah, I, a lot of it also has to do with <laughs> learning to listen to your body and what your own body likes. And uh, everybody is individual. So uh, before I forget, I was saying I have to Buster Shops. <laughs> I was listening. I was listening to the uh, Conspiracy Farm interview. And first of all, I I thought it was a great interview. I think Jeffrey on that show is awesome, man. I wasn't really familiar with him. And just as oh, a awesome. radio host, I, I admire what he does. I, he's kind of like my role on this show um, with Pat. You know what I mean? He, I, Yo, I yeah, think yeah. I, yeah. And uh, so anyway, the funny thing was, you know, we were talking about our differences <laughs> of opinion on the uh, COVID-19 stuff, which is fine. But... You then said, you were like, what does he even know about the swine pool? He was like 10 years he old. He was old like 10. And I'm okay, like, and I'm thinking back and I'm like, I was working at Sirius XM. Wait, how old man. were you? Okay, so how old were you really? I was, 24? it was nine years ago, right?
1: So yeah. Uh, 20- uh, actually, now 12, 12 years, 2008, 2009.
0: Okay, so then it was all right. So if it was, uh, yeah, you're right. So it was. But 11 you were still in your twenties, though, right? You're yeah, I was, I was. twenty. Uh, <laughs> I'd be 22, 22, but not ten. Twenty-two. <laughs> okay, I,
1: I get, I get my 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 facts mixed up, mixed up, my dates, my ages, dates and stuff messed up every once in a while. Come on, I I thought the the group for Pantera was still all alive. Mess that one up. <laughs> uh, mess up your messed up. But in in my defense, dude, you do look pretty young. Okay, comes, and that's a compliment. So come on. I was giving you mainly a compliment <laughs> to say, man, he looks great. He should, is he in his 20s nowadays? <laughs> it, but no, it, it, for those that do listen to the Battle Light podcast, I, I think maybe we should have a contest there. Pick five things where Tano has messed up. Do our, we'll do our own. And I'm, you guys, you know I'm okay with it because I I'll I know when I messed up, and I'll admit it. But we should Same do here. the – Same here. I've messed yeah.
0: up. I've messed up plenty this <laughs>
1: now. We should. We should do – okay. Go through each show and pick five – Five times Chris Chris has messed up a fact like the Pantera thing, like Ian's age, um, not not something that you think is a fact because you read it in some news. I mean, we're talking actual facts, not yeah. not a meat. Uh, and uh, you know, let's do that. And then I'll if you if, for those that pointed out, send it into the Battleline podcast, and I'll mail you out a, a free book, whatever one you nice. want. Nice, yeah. Battleline so,
0: yeah. at gmail dot com. Yeah. Let's well yeah, let's do that, Battleline at gmail dot com because yeah, you know, we don't take yeah. ourselves that seriously. And uh, I, ju- I just thought it was funny. It was a good interview for sure. Uh, but you're right. And-
1: you're right. I did screw it up. No, and I did after I thought about like, Jesus, he, he's a lot older than that. <laughs> and I couldn't. It was, you know, I say that you, the bullet goes down range. You can't take it back. I, I've i used that analogy. That's a Tontoism. I should probably put on his shirt eventually. <laughs> That'd be uh, cool. But the- that, but that's, that's exactly, after the interview, brother, I'm being completely honest with you. I thought about, like, I said, he was 10. I think he was in his twenties. Ah,
0: <laughs> shit.
1: He, he's going to give me shit about it later. I can't do nothing about it and, now. And of All course, right, I. it
0: was, it was <laughs> funny. I, so, you know what, actually, I've been thinking about is people listening to the interview. Uh, I'm sorry. Or people listening to the last podcast. You got to keep in mind that the podcasts are recorded a few days in advance, and I was listening back to it and thinking, wow, people are going to uh, are going to feel weird about something I said. So on that podcast, I said that I agreed with Trump, who, had, who did at one point say the media has been very fair on this. And at the time, that's how I felt in the few days that have changed the media has been ridiculous and, and and i'll say not only the mainstream media the alternative media too the conspiracy people have been crazy oh Lord, and yeah. the mainstream has been crazy and i'll give you some examples um with the chloroquine quinn stuff with trump how he's trying to push for the fda to approve this 100 in favor of that and people are saying oh why does he keep bringing it up uh, you know, you got to put some pressure on the FDA. They take forever to approve things. And I think that's what he's strategically trying to do, um, because it's been proven to work. And, uh, this guy who drank uh, fish tank cleaner is an idiot and the <laughs> media reported on it, you know, that like Trump encouraged people to just drink anything labeled chloroquine, which is not what he did.
1: No. And that's, that's the media irresponsible reporting. The only way that's going to stop is for us people to get out there and stop it. Or just really the the big best thing to if you if you want to kill a fungus or anything that what do you do you turn the lights off basically you quit you you shut it off you you anything that can feed it you you turn it off well that's what you got to do yeah I I, I, I guys I don't watch the news I get a lot of my news from or when Ian will send me something. Or my wife will say something. Hey, what do you, but I don't, I don't watch it. I don't read it. Um, so when I heard that, Ian, what was that? You told me that yesterday or two days ago? Was it, it was yeah, just recently
0: I, you told me. That. Yeah, it was, I think it was pretty much yesterday. And, and I'm, I don't, you know, follow this stuff religiously either. No, no, I no, you're right, you're right. Goes up. I do go on Twitter, you know, to update our Twitter. I've actually, I have been active on my own social media for a while, for a little bit now, just because I'm kind of taking a break. <laughs> reporting on that and and you know what's interesting too is i don't know if you heard about this so with the success people are having of chloroquine which hopefully gets approved by the fda soon so that we can get back to doing what we want to do um israel is going to be a drug company in israel is going to be donating like six million units of chloroquine to this country and you know what it had me thinking because israel is very innovative in uh, science technology medicine what about all these uh, celebrities and stuff who said they're boycotting all products out of Israel? Are they are they going to boycott <laughs> the cure for COVID nineteen?
1: I'm sure they're not. If it affects their bottom, whatever whatever helps them and affects their bottom line in a positive way, they're going to be all for. That's I think that's pretty much common sense, and most people see right through right through the, the Hollywoodites out there. So uh, yeah, I doubt it. The guys, uh, the malaria, you know, malaria pill, which is essentially what it is. Uh, I, I, the malaria pill, if it works and then, then, then let's, let's use it, man. Let's, let's get it done and get it out there. and, it has been tested already for many, many years. It's, I'm sure they're going to, you know, they're going to, it's, they're going to update it. And I'm not a doctor, but it's not going to be the World, World War II, Vietnam, malaria pill that they were getting then. But it's going to be something similar. So it's something that's already been out there. And to me, I, it, it seems like a no-brainer. I mean, let's, let's get it worked out. Let's see how it works and get it to people. Um, the, uh, we were talking about the side effects, and we are full disclosure, so that's how we are battle line. Yeah. Um, the side effects, though, and the reason you know we stopped taking the malaria pills. I still have those little vials. I was telling B, uh, Ian, I still have the vials from '95 when they were giving us the little, the little pills and and wow. the, the the And again, we we didn't really use it. We we really didn't use them at all. Um, because there were some side and they were some of them were depression. Some of them were. Uh, you know, we're, and we, we called, we call it post-traumatic stress now, but that's not what we called it back then. It was just somewhere. It does. It caused a little bit of depression. And, uh, I think that's something that, and I hope that's something that they're going to work out because, uh, definitely don't want to have pills out there causing depression and, and more anxiety. There's people have enough anxiety as it is with, with not being able to find Charmin on their shelves. We don't need to add to it, but yeah, I that, mean, that all. Makes it,
0: all, I was just going to say all drugs have side effects though. Yeah. And, and I'm hearing yeah. more side effects too. I am hearing, hearing uh, loss of hearing loss of vision, and it's very serious side effects, but I've, I've actually listened to several doctors and subject matter experts talk about this and it's pretty common sense what they're saying. They're like, well, you know, it's worse than that dying of yeah. uh, this, uh, coronavirus. So well, uh, you, we'll take risk.
1: Well, and, and uh, yeah, but I, I, I know I would, definitely def, definitely recommend if they're getting this getting it done where where you know they've limited the amount of side effects that because you're right in every every medicine is going to have a side effect out there um limited to the amount of and still take it but brother you know as good as I do the media is going to grab it and the side effects that aren't really there somebody's going to do a misrepresentation misreporting and it's going to say they are there they're going to add it they're going to suggest back and forth if your doctor recommends you take it Listen to your doctor.
0: Well, I can't Don't right now me. since it's not uh. They it's can't not right out. now apparently. Yeah. It's not FDA approved. Once um, it gets FDA there, approved, yeah. Yeah, there was apparently a doctor treating people, and and he treated something like forty five people with it. I was reading about this, and but he can't prescribe it anymore because it's not FDA approved. Uh, we just know well, FDA takes forever with things. I think Trump is putting some pressure on them to to get it done. And, uh, and, and also with these major side effects, I don't think they're going to prescribe it. At least uh, this is my guess. I don't think they're going to prescribe it to young people who could just get rid of this sleep, get rid of it like the regular flu. This is people who could possibly die from this, you know? So yeah, they may have some major side effects, but we're able to keep them alive.
1: that you're the sense of reason. And I completely, no, I agree with that. I I can't argue with you. I'd say something smart, but, uh. I I got nothing smart to say because that's if I was a doctor, that's what I would do as well. And if if for those out there, you know, like me and Ian have said, you know, if if you're going to follow the media, take that all with a grain of salt. My recommendation is to turn it off if you want to follow the, really though the coronavirus you want to follow, I call it the hibbity bibbity virus from the what's the commercial liberty mutual my favorite commercial
0: out there you you <laughs> were also saying yeah. the uh, mikaloba hoba <laughs> the
1: mikaloba hoba virus. virus too I, that's my other favorite one for the for the beer reference of course I'm I'm simple <laughs> like that the mikaloba hoba virus um just look at the statistics watch the the trends. what what is it what are you and I look at the same statistics yeah we're looking page. at the same
0: do I still have it? it up on here? It is, uh, yeah, it world, worldmeters.info. Yeah, look and at it's that. St- it's still some pretty scary shit, though. I'm not going to lie, especially if you live in New York, because it is, I mean, almost all the cases are New York right now. Almost yeah, almost all of them. But what you
1: can watch, and this is where you can start really seeing and reading in between the lines of the news, is that you get to see the ups and downs. You can see when it's leveling off. You can see, like, like China now you know, what are they having five new they had seven new cases yesterday they had four new cases they it's staying apparently, right apparently there there.
0: but i i have trouble believing anything well, coming out of china we well, just know how they operate
1: well I, but i have problems sometimes with the stuff we get in the states we tend to exaggerate to make things worse so it's it's a give and take you you do have to take everything with a grain of salt i i brother i agree with you but we. i mean I will, on the trust, other end.
0: I will trust the cdc before i trust china i i, I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't know there's a lot of politicians within the cdc and imagine that a government agency not telling the people u.s people the truth huh i've never heard of that before oh wait a second yeah i took part in a total in and in a in a in a firefight My God, and it came back and saw the whole government state department ci and everybody lie about what took place so i have a different mindset on that because of a personal experience but but brother it, me and ian are both in agreement those two is that if you want to really learn, look at the statistics. But yeah, you're right, bro. You got to take everything with a grain of salt. On, um, but still, watch statistics, watch the flow, watch. Look at the other countries. If you see something on the news, oh, this is played. Millions that are getting their cases are out out of it, and then you look in a second, they had 20 cases yesterday. They're just blowing it up. It 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 allows you to be analytical and it allows you to really just it, you can make your own decisions without being influenced by somebody on the top box or the new york times or the new york post or, or it, it just is a better way to go if you have to if you have to monitor it if you don't then don't don't get outside like ian and go go run a trail and work out go ahead enjoy yourself get outside and go shoot hoop i went to shot baskets with nice. my son and my daughter yesterday uh, uh, and we went and played baseball the day out in my front yard after i went and ran five miles today um and uh, so no, there. This is definitely, and I think I posted it on my Facebook too, because um, I didn't. I didn't get on Facebook all weekend. I told you I was going to do that. I recommend everybody else do that as well. Uh, but my daughter, this is how brilliant she is. I don't know. She obviously doesn't get it from me. She learned origami out of a book in like nice. three hours. In three hours. Wow. Like holy crap. But they get, my kids, they, you know, they're 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 doing great too. And the schools now that my kids go to, you know, they're, they're getting their, there's assignments online. So we have something to do together as a family. You now we were actually doing homework together as a family. So it's, it, it's all beneficial. I know I went down a positive road there. We were talking about statistics, but getting it's back to, to it.
0: I, go ahead, I, no, I, I feel the same way. I, I do agree. It's good to be positive. It's good to shut this off. I've, I've been shutting off my phone when I go work out, like I usually do. I mean, keeping my phone at home. I don't, I just don't bring it with me. And I know people will be like, Oh, what if there's an emergency? It's, you know, I I grew up without a phone. I, I'm not, I'm not 20 regardless of what Chris thinks. (laughs) So I did, I did grow up at a time where you didn't have a phone and emergencies happen. So I have no problem leaving my phone at home for five hours if I want to. And if it's important, I'll get back to them. Uh, and I'm watching a bunch of, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'll say I'm reading David Goggins book still, which awesome. is great. Good book, and, yeah. uh, and I was going to say it, but I'm also watching a bunch of bullshit on Netflix that it has nothing to do with this. I'm watching, <laughs> I just watched that whole series that everybody is watching that reality show called, uh, love is blind, which was uh, very interesting. What did so. I never
1: heard of that? I know it's one thing I haven't, what, it, what is it? I've never heard of that show. So,
0: yeah, it's it's new that if you want to binge watch it on Netflix, a bunch of my friends are hooked on it now, too. It's these people who they are a part of this experiment of seeing if they could fall in love with someone without seeing them. And they talk to them through this pod, almost like I'm talking to you right now. But they're in they're in separate rooms, but they could hear each other's voice. You know what I mean? Not see each other. And they decide to uh, possibly get engaged to one of the people they've talked to. And once they take that step, they get to meet face-to-face, and they have, I believe, 30 days to decide if they want to get married. It's oh, weird. My. It's <laughs> out
1: there. Is, oh, my. What in the world? What's wrong with you people? But, uh, it's, it's, it is hey, a
0: good distraction from this hey, stuff, though.
1: I, I completely – brother, if that's what gets you – and people want to do that, I more power to them, man. But yeah. I and I agree. It, it, it's mindless entertainment, which yeah. – you know, we I, I have we had mindless entertainment growing up all the time when I and we I think I think I turned out just fine. I haven't eaten that many paint chips, so I think I'm good, man. I and I recommend that. Get, get and watch something that's that's just fun. That's just that just takes your mind off it. I've been I watch movies anyway and I, I put a list of my top five feel good movies. I said I, we talked about that on a couple of podcasts, so I figured yeah. I'd put it up on there. I, I, I do. I, I those old days of the happy ending movies where I think we got away from, you know, there's still some good ones out there, but we really got away of like for away from the John Hughes movies. Those things were fantastic. They're all, and they, they really are. They're good family, good fun, some, some vulgarity, um, some raunchiness, but overall great, great John Hughes movies. And we, you know, they don't really don't make stuff like that anymore. And so if those of you haven't what go, go binge watch John Hughes movies. And, and, and it, it'll be, especially you that grew up like I did in the 80s that were, aren't 20, like Ian. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, you know, they, they, they really bring you back to when you're in high school.
0: yeah funny to say that because I watched another thing on Netflix called that I don't know if you've watched yet. It's called The Movies That Made Us. And, oh, I haven't uh, yet.
1: No, I want to watch that. I heard about that. That's what yes. I want to
0: watch. Yeah. So there's a few episodes. One of them being, and I just fact checked myself because I don't know movies, but one of them, <laughs> one of them being a John Hughes movie, Home Alone. Home Alone. And yeah. it, it talks yeah. about how that movie almost <laughs> never got made. And was that
1: uh, now tell me was that because of Macaulay Culkin or, or his family? Somewhat.
0: It, yeah, I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but but what I'll say is that. At that time in the early 90s, all the movies did have to have a big star. And Macaulay Culkin which had just done one minor film. You know, not big film at that point. He did uh, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck, and, yeah. Yeah, they made him the star. So the the uh, studios were giving them a smaller budget for this film. And they decided to go slightly over budget. The studio was like, no, we're shutting this down. We're shutting down production. Uh, but they ended up getting a deal with another studio, which was 20th Century Fox, I believe and uh the movie got made the movie was a classic they were expecting it to be like a small christmas hit and it became the movie that we all know and love today and and a, like a perfect christmas movie
1: oh uh, and good, yeah good thing the uh, powers to be the smart kids over there in hollywood didn't shut that thing down huh <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that that is a timeless cl- and i i can't even Imagine how much money they have still making off that movie and just think they would have shut it down. It, but it's still something that we watch at Christmas time, too. I, I like Home Alone. I would even like okay. the second one, second one. It's just even though I think Macaulay Culkin was probably the worst child. Act, he was. I don't think he was a very good child actor at all. You could. But it just fit. The movies fit him. And they were good movies. They really were. They 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 just they another feel good movie. Christmas time. They were fantastic, and Uncle Buck, guys, if you haven't seen Uncle Buck, that's probably the best John Candy movie ever made, by far. And it's that is a tremendous outsider, outcast, uh, family outcast, and he, he, the family gets stuck, and he's got to take care of kids, that his nieces and nephews that he doesn't even know. And I, I won't spoil it either, but if, if if for those of you that haven't seen Uncle Buck, which I doubt there's many of you that haven't, if you haven't. Get it, and if you love John Candy and you love the old SNL and the old SCTV they used to have with Catherine O'Hara, O'Hara, watch Uncle Buck. <laughs>
0: Fantastic, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I'm thinking of uh, Macaulay Culkin is a guy who purposely, if you listen to interviews with him, fell off the map, and he decided, you know, he had enough money that he's lived in all these different places. And he's just been like, I have the money to do so. I don't need a job right now, which is pretty cool. But uh, I'm trying to find because I listened to an interview. Yeah, there it is. So I, if you Paul Macaulay Culkin had a podcast, I, I think he still oh, does, and he had that. the the artist David Show on, <clears throat> and there was a picture that David Show did with John Cusack because uh, yeah, David Show would just do this graffiti art and stuff. And it's Macaulay Culkin as Jesus Christ. And oh my so they, God. they asked the show like the origin of this paint this uh, painting that he drew on a garage, and apparently John Cusack had some like crazy conspiracy theory about that Macaulay Culkin is Jesus Christ. <laughs> And, uh, and 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 David Show was like this conspiracy theory sounded ridiculous to me. It made no sense, but he's like, <laughs> I just drew this from. I thought it would be a funny thing to do. Yeah, this is a good painting too. Like, because David Cho is, uh, if you don't know about, we're going to have so many rabbit holes with here, but like, <laughs> if if you don't know him, he he became a millionaire off of Facebook. He uh, he was just doing this art art that he loved. And Sean Parker from Facebook liked his art. And when Facebook was first blowing up, he had him, uh, you know, do the art on the studios of the walls at Facebook. And he said to him, like, hey, I could pay you. It was like I could pay you ten thousand dollars or I could give you a share in this company called face shares in this company called Facebook that I'm starting. And he was like. It sounds stupid to me, but I believe in you. I'll take the shares. Holy and crap. Overnight, the guy became a millionaire. Yeah. So you see the that. interesting guy. Yeah.
1: I, I had no <laughs> idea. I, I'd have to look because I, I didn't want to wear that. See something else I learned while I'm on my old podcast. I'd, I have to check that out. And that, but that's, that's again, that stuff. You got time. People look, look at that, check that stuff out because yeah. you, you've, you've got more time to do it. You, you And it keeps your mind occupied off things that you don't need to be occupied on. Just again, like like the craziness out there, and and who can you believe? What what can you believe? And, and and it just keeps you grounded in in daily life to me. I I really do, and I think that's that's how I grew up anyway. So I, to me, it's not it's nothing new. Just looking at mindless stuff just to keep you entertained. I mean, that's what was on the coffee table at my house when I was growing up was People magazine and entertainment, and I guess the internet is is that that magazine on the coffee table, but yeah, when I was bored my mom was, when I was at home, I would pick up a People magazine. I didn't know half these people were and I just read it and <laughs> and yeah, I, I didn't buy into the Hollywood stuff, but it was just mindless pictures and and it was like it was like useless information until uh what's the what's the what trivial pursuit came out. Then I was talented. I could I could answer anything. But it it just it kills time and it is just sometimes there's there's stuff in there that I don't know, it just it, it, it'll make you smile or at least it'll just it just it just occupies time that that really we have a lot of right now and yeah. nah and it, it keeps you from going down other rabbit holes granted i don't know maybe people magazine is is crazy political i has it always been crazy political i guess
0: i'm not a big I don't, know. I don't even know i'm so i i have gotten so into i guess you would say like the alternative media of podcasts and stuff that i yeah. just don't <laughs> keep up with what is in the mainstream anymore i find stuff that i find interesting and I kind of go down the rabbit hole of that. But, you know, I was going to say with that Love is Blind show, which is in the mainstream, so I'm contradicting myself. One, <laughs> one, of, the, one of the uh, girls on there, one of the contestants is actually like a super smoking hot former <laughs> army chick. So I'm like, maybe we can get her on the podcast. That'd be no. Pretty- uh, yeah. You know, reach out to her. See what we can get. <laughs> I, I she's got like I, a million. I, I look, she's got like a million Instagram followers now because of this stupid Love is Blind show on Netflix. OK, I'll have to. I'll have to I will have to look,
1: I, uh, not because she's super hot or not. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy where I'm at. I'm happy with, with my super hotness I got here, but, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah. Give it a shot. See what happens. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'm I, down
0: I, I'm to get anyone course. who I find interesting on here. That's why we've had so many different types of people on and are, are not just having military people. On.
1: And I'm no,
0: uh, a lot of military people uh, for April, but.
1: Well, we, we, uh, we, uh, people need to hear and, I, and I'm, I'm, I, I, for those of y'all that you're figuring it out, you know, I, I'm not the, I am not the black rifle coffee, nine line that kind of, I mean, I have friends like that. I do have my military background, but that's not, that's not me. I'm not the, the vet bro kind of guy. Not that I'm knocking because I have a lot of friends that are the vet bro kind of people. But that's just not me. So I no, that's where I, and Ian. Ian definitely is, he 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 just Ian knows this business. We we want people that are different styles and maybe even different uh, different viewpoints. You know, we got to have that. Not that we were going to argue and 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 ambush him because that's not going to happen. We'll no, listen no. to because because I I want you to listen to what I have to say too. <laughs> and then, you know, whether you think it's ridiculous or not, and then call me out on the next episode. I, here, you got, remember, five, five call-outs. I'll send you a book. You got to figure out where I messed up on you
0: know. That'd be awesome. Yeah, once again, battlelinepodcast at com. All right, jumping in here to tell you guys about Fort Scott. And yes, I know this podcast, uh, this episode is not up to par in terms of quality of what we usually do. I kind of pride this podcast on the fact that I go into a professional recording studio, do my thing. Chris always has a great Wi-Fi connection where he is, so the problems here cutting in and out seem to be on my end, and then also you got two different people on different Wi-Fi connections and recording on Skype is just never going to be the same, so I am looking very forward to getting back in a studio and doing our thing that we normally do, um, you know, but a lot of shows are finding themselves in the same predicament when I'm listening to, as I said earlier in the show, Howard Stern this past week. Same issue, cutting in and out, but I can tell you I'd prefer to listen to him uh, at a subpar level than not get shows at all. So I hopefully figured we're doing the same with this. Uh, with that, Fort Scott Munitions is a manufacturer of multi federal patented solid copper and brass CNC spun ammunition that is designed to tumble upon impact in soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed-out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military-grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states, as well as directly online through fortscottmunitions.com. Use the exclusive promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off your order, only available to listeners of the BATTLELINE podcast. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Baranto, Battleline Tactical, and the Battleline Podcast. Uh, Yeah, this episode was all over the place, probably more so due to me getting into a bunch of topics that were on my mind, probably being a little stir-crazy of uh, not getting out quite as much as I normally do, not getting as much human interaction, so I was excited just to talk to Chris about uh, a plethora of different topics, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. So back to that show. And uh, I don't mention it enough, man. If you guys are enjoying these shows, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. Like our social media pages. All right, enough of that. Back to the show with Chris Peranto and myself, Ian Scotto. Check it out. Oh, you know what I was going to say? I said it earlier, but we're like circling back to something. <laughs> Beyond the craziness of uh, the mainstream media, I'm hearing crazy stuff from also like the alternative media and the right-wing media Um so I don't know if you saw like Glenn Beck is saying he's saying people his age need to get back to work. And he's and he said on his show, it's going all over Twitter, but he's like, I'm willing to die to save this economy. And it's like, no, you're not, you know. And, and, uh, yeah, bro. no, I keep going because I didn't. Yeah, hear that I, I, I mean, yeah, it just um, it just sounds ridiculous, especially from him. I don't know what the deal is with him. I've personally never met Glenn Beck. Have you? Um, I've
1: met him a couple times when the book first came out, you know, Dana Loesch, we were, I was on Dana Loesch's show and that was when she was at the blaze. So we actually went to the blaze studios there in Dallas and did the, uh, did the interviews, but it was never with him. And it was kind of in passing. It was, Hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm Chris. I'm Tano. Hi, I'm Glenn or, but it was, and it wasn't, I don't say it was disrespectful, but it was, uh, yeah, who the hell are you sort of thing, <laughs> which I could have cared less. I, I could care less who he was either at the time. Cause I really didn't follow the blaze or any of that. Uh, uh when, when I left the agency, I didn't really follow much of that at all, but, um, I don't know him personally. I've only met him a couple and it was just, Hey, what's, and that was to do other people, do people, Dana loshi's show and to do it in studio there at their, at their place in Dallas. But, uh, um. Yeah, I, I would assume after all this, and I'm assuming, you know, it, that he's kind of a pompous ass. <laughs> I, yeah, don't know, I, though, I don't know, though. I don't the know the deal. But I what know.
0: I was going to say is, is, first of all, the whole idea of, like, look, you could be willing to die for a family member, for a friend. It, when you say, like, you're willing to die to save America, it just always— I think you're full of crap when you say that for the most part, unless you're a military member who's on the front lines. That's a totally different
1: thing. Exactly. Well, then go, I was my, my response to that is, well, then go sign your ass up. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, (laughs) but what I was going to say about him and the reason I was asking if you know him is if he's saying people like him need to get back to work, regardless of uh, the COVID-19 stuff, I just get the feeling he's either a guy with a lot of pre-existing conditions, because I feel like every few months or years you would hear him say, I'm, going blind i have this happening with me he's like falling on stage and he's had all these types of health issues and it's like i really don't know what to believe because i don't know the guy he either has a ton of health issues or he's some type of hypochondriac and i, I don't know because i don't know him
1: uh, well i i, I think I, you see that what you look at howard stern and he is a, a germaphobe i think a lot of people when they get that far up and into, in the spotlight, they all become sort of uh, hypochondriacs, but become germaphobes where you feel sickness coming on all the time. But yeah, he's—what? Well, how old is he? I, he's at an age where I think I'm going to probably feel like I'm sick all the time when I'm, what is he, 70, 65? I, I know, I'm ter- that old. I could, I'm terrible I with numbers, right as you can ask. I, I, yeah, I th- you, you may want to look, a look a up, up, brother. <laughs> uh, he
0: but, is, let's see, because now I'm actually at a computer. He's 56.
1: Oh shit! That's it. I'm almost. 50. I'm almost. He doesn't does look good I, for his age. He you know, does look good. Well, for his and but that's but that's the that's the United States. That's that's our excess. We eat too much. We drink yeah. too much. We we don't take care of ourselves. Which again, I really do believe that this this Hoba virus, or the hibbity bibbity virus. Um, I do believe this has gotten people back. Wait a second. I need to start taking better care of myself. So he could have health issues because I mean he just he looked like. A, a typical male at that age that's that, that drinks, likes to drink. I, I'm saying he's an alcoholic, well, people, but I, I people just did it look.
0: online. He literally looks like Colonel Sanders now.
1: Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, Hey, you, you, you got to watch what you eat. You just can't, you got to still take care of yourself. And, and I, I could see that cause that that's what leads you down that health, unhealthy path that leads you down to heart heat, um, um, uh, cardiac arrest, to, yeah. to heart, heart disease. You know, it, it does. So, I, I I don't I do we need to again, I, with his statement what I would say again just go we'll go sign up you want to save this country go sign up
0: yeah um, no but I, I think he's just saying if I die of coronavirus it's it's worth it and to me it's just a crazy thing to say say that
1: after you've had it and you've recovered
0: exactly okay, that,
1: that then you can say you know what I had it because I, I was out there you know, with, with myself, I, do, I hope I don't get it. And I, I If I do, I do. I, but I really if you do, like
0: you'll I, recover fine because you are a healthy guy. You, well, know, it, so. it, it,
1: you, you think, but people, are, you know, that Crohn's disease, I have to take medication that suppresses my immune system. That's why with Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, that's why I was discharged from the military. And I couldn't deploy overseas because the medication you have to take. Uh, the, the autoimmune disease that I have, my immune system works at superhuman strength when it's not medicated. The problem with that is it doesn't stop. So you basically eat yourself up. Your 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 immune system is constantly looking for things to kill. When it's not finding anything to kill in your body, it starts killing itself. That's what Crohn's, yeah. disease and also colitis is. So yeah. the medication, yeah, the medication, and I, believe me, it is. When when I was down for the count with that stuff, getting fed intravenously because I'd eat food, and after I ate food, 30 seconds later, it's coming straight through me because I have no bacteria in my colon in my lower intestines, the medication I take is a suppressive, so it suppresses my immune system, which is why I had to get discharged from the military because I couldn't deploy anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't go overseas where all these diseases were, because I would catch them They said like, you are more likely to catch these diseases, whether it's Hep, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, whether it's SARS, whether whatever it was, whatever it is at the time, flu, just normal flu. But the contracting world didn't care. <laughs> They're like. You can do whatever you want as long as your medication says you can. All right, well, I'm a lie to you and tell you it does, even though it didn't. So that's where yeah. that's where I, I kinda have this with this with this coronavirus, I kind of like hey, guys, I ten years I was and I had immune system that really I wasn't supposed to be going to a lot of these places and I was fine. I'm not saying that I want you to get sick and I got sick and I, I do think I even had this stuff in January. I really do believe it. I mean I was awful. I heard intention. you mention that yeah. on,
0: on the conspiracy farm.
1: Yeah, it was, it was bad. I hadn't been that bad in a long time. Um, but, um, what I'm saying is that, is that it, you, you're, you're gonna, you, you either push through it or you, or you don't, uh, you, you have to, and like, that's cold and callous. Well, that's the truth. Um, and again, if I get it, I get it. But if I get it and I'm out there and I fight through it, believe me, I'm going to tell you guys, guys, you can do it. You can, you know me and I'm going to tell you, right. On. I got it. I'm going to fight through it. I'm going to recover. And I'm going to tell everybody out there. Yes. Don't. Don't make your life miserable, worry that you're going to get it, because yeah. what kind of life is that to worry about you're going to get it? Still live your life. But
0: And I don't, I don't think the majority of people are. Even here in New York, I, I feel like people that I see are in pretty good spirits. Yes, you're seeing a lot of people with masks on, and I get it. Um, but I, I don't feel like it's the panic that, that people are I, assuming.
1: I, I, I think, think people are calming down, so like we talked about earlier in the show. After a while, you just get used to whatever the the, whatever lifestyle you have to be in. And, you know, that's that's the beauty of this country is that normally we can live however we want. But sometimes it doesn't go down. That doesn't go right for us either. We get in bad things. Well, Ranger School, again, is another perfect example where you are not allowed to live however you want. We're making you these set standards and these set standards are supposed to tax your body and supposed to tax your mind. But you find that as long as you accept those parameters that you've been set on your body can your body will accommodate to it it will yeah. it will be okay you the, you are more susceptible to injury because your body's weaker but you you just i don't know it, it's a weirdest thing and and it's the same thing nowadays even if I, if i feel bad or i have an injury it it doesn't stay long because i just accept i have it and i just continue to drive my body and my mind just gets used to that and i think people and this is great for people. People are finding out that, you know what, I I, I can handle this. All right. It, it felt like it was going to be the end of the world, but it isn't. We're just, we just got to do things a little differently. And that just shows human spirit. That just shows, again, a person can handle things. It's when people come together and that's what the media does. People come together. That's when it gets crazy and people panic. Yeah. And I, 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 bro, I, I'm glad to hear that. And I, I'm glad and I, but everybody has that ability to do that in them, in themselves. So, so I'm glad to hear that, and it's definitely here in, outside in the neighborhoods in Nebraska. The governor and the, the politicians are still, oh, but, uh, the world's gonna end. But most people out here, like I said, they're out there just doing stuff that we used to do growing up. We're playing outside, <laughs> playing yeah. outside, yeah, and, and enjoying family time.
0: So I'll get back into like us just kind of uh, going back and forth about, you know, just the, the uh, atmosphere there. But I did want to say one other person, um, just a person and it's someone we've had in our show that I don't mind saying I, I don't like something they're doing. So, you know, I heard Glenn Beck say that. And then I, I don't know if you've been seeing what Alex Jones is doing, but Alex um, is saying he's now like going to sue the president. And he's hmm. saying that we know this is a weaponized Chinese uh, attack on us, and we don't know anything. It's very possible, but Probably, uh, I would yeah. have thought Alex, to be honest, would have learned his lesson after the Sandy Hook stuff. You can't definitively say you know something until you do.
1: Yeah, and I, it's hard. It's hard because I, I do consider Alex a friend, and I would say, man, don't. don't do that you're not going to find us doing that because you don't know is it a possibility dude nowadays with politicians and how how power hungry people are whether it's our country or whether it's china or whether it's russia it's all a possibility and with the ability that chemical the advances in chemical warfare biological warfare yes the capabilities are there but to say that that's causes panic again what what are you doing you're stirring the pot you're, you're people need to actually be coming together and getting stronger and that just is going to create more dissension if it is and that is actually going on I'm exactly right let's let's we got to be 100% sure till we start start pointing fingers oh this is your fault this is your fault this is your fault because guess what we're not out of the woods yet once we're out of the woods and this is no longer considered a pandemic or whatever the hell they call it. All right, I don't say point fingers, but now let's find out why this took place. Let's a, what we do. We're AR in this now, or after action review in this. How did this take place? So it doesn't happen again. And if we find out that it, def, it was a weaponized biological uh, weapon, a weaponized biological weapon by the Chinese, then damn right definitely we need to take the, the necessary steps to punish them, but also make sure it doesn't happen
0: again. But at this moment in time, no,
1: no. And, and yeah, I want to, I want to find none. out
0: as I want to find out as well. What, it, what I think the problem is. And once again, I have, look, this is not me. If anybody thinks like talking crap about someone who's been on the show, if Chris said something, uh, you know, th- on yeah. another podcast, something that I disagreed with, I would have no problem saying it. And I know Chris would have no problem saying it about me. So, Uh, Because that's how we are. It's it's straight shooting. It's not like this is the agenda and we're sticking to it. But when Alex is on the show with us, he said, I have no problem. You know, my show is asking questions and I'll give other people. What I'm not in favor of is when you go out there and say we are 100 percent, we have proof of this and you don't have that proof yet. You cannot do that. That's just Uh, not being responsible.
1: uh, uh, No, I agree. You got you got to provide that proof, and that again is where we're at now. It's every if you're a reporter out there, you have to be responsible. And if you're going to provide that proof, you do it then. You don't wait to the commercial break like the TV shows where you're waiting to the end because I want to see (laughs) what happened. And there's a commercial. You got to wait the full time to the end. No, here's why. Here's our proof right here and uh, you know if if that's the case well yeah then the necessary steps need to be taken to china but i i it does us no good it does no good to anybody right now just by saying and and i said i consider alex a friend i will disagree with him definitely on this um, I didn't, again, this is the first time I've heard about it. And this is the beauty of not watching the news, but <laughs> I'm, I have a podcast, so I have to be somewhat informed, which is why I have the best, best guy with me or the end who is completely informed
0: on everything, which is fantastic. Uh, sort of, I mean, but I watched it myself just out of curiosity. <laughs> I'm just like, well, you know, what is Alex saying about this?
1: And no, uh, and that's, that's not a knock on you, dude. That, that is, I, I appreciate that. It allows me so I don't have to, and I don't get angry. You, I, I will, I'll get completely angry and <laughs> I'll I'll be in a bad spot I don't want to be like that but I this thing again is that a possibility of course it's a possibility it's a possibility that our own government did it and it got out of hand too I'm not saying we did don't report it battle line tactical Chris Perron taught us that U.S. just set set a micro said a biological yeah no because I do
0: because we know (laughs) here's the thing I actually and people sometimes think I'm anti-Trump or something which I'm not I I am actually totally in favor of Trump saying this is a Chinese virus. And when the media asked him about why he keeps doing that, he said, "Well, China originally are the ones who blamed it on the U.S. Army." And he's like, "I'm going to push back on that. We're not going to have that because well, we know the U.S. Army is not of this
1: virus." Yeah, no, and
0: that's that's and that's the stupidest
1: it, that political correctness shut the but hell up. But that's and it,
0: I think that's China yeah. trying to cover their ass. Well, they 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 it's too late for that now. Hey, China.
1: That bullets down range, you can't take it back now. You better you better just own up to it. You started this damn virus, whether it was somebody ate a bat and took a shit somewhere or whatever you did. But it's your fault now. But with the Alex Jones things or anybody else doing this kind of it, it doesn't snow good. It, it does no good, but create negativity and create some dissension. And and it doesn't need to be. If facts come back when all this is over, you gotta finish this job first so get this thing eradicated, get her, get people back out the door and working, get people back to their normal lives. Once that's done, then you start going in. All right, what the hell happened? Was this a purposefully virus that was used and it got out of control by China or was it just a hey? Brent, viruses are out there? Yeah. A guy in viruses. Hey, viruses are always ever changing and they mutate in people and, We'll see another one again. We it's, it, it may not be 15, 20 years, but another one will come about because guess what guys, that's what viruses do. <laughs> and There's no way, there's no way to stop them. That's just and, what they and do.
0: I will say, and this might be where, you know, we weren't 100% in a line last episode. I actually think the lockdown that they're doing is necessary. I agree with what they're doing. However, just me as being a libertarian guy who does not like (laughs) government overreach. My worry is that this now sets the precedent that we have something less serious than this. They're going to say we were able to do it with coronavirus. We could keep, keep people locked inside their home. This should not be something that the government does unless it is a last minute, you know, thing to do that we have to do because it is destroying our economy and we can't allow this to happen every year that there's a virus.
1: And brother, I completely agree with you. That's where our disagreement was in the beginning. It wasn't that uh, it wasn't that I didn't think that there wasn't a virus out there. Of course there was. I knew there was. I've been been, I said we, we, we I harp on that swine flu all the time because it really affected me and my family because it was affecting kids. And that was worrisome to me because I was never home. So I was always so I, I I understand the severity and severity and the worry that a that a, a virus like this can do because I, I have I've been through before two three, two small kids and that was that was the age group that was susceptible to it, but I, I'm that is where I was coming at you the other where I didn't agree with you on things where I believe that we had the lockdown because of what we're talking about now, it gives the easier access next next time if there is a next time or not. That the government can easily come in and take control. And, bro, I, and for all you out there, I've worked and lived in these countries where the government's in complete control. And it's not a place you want to raise or live in. You don't. It's scary as hell. And it, the, the Taliban ain't no joke. And neither is ISIS. And neither is al-Qaeda. And the countries where the government's complete control and the dictators there the reason they are dictators is because if they aren't, and you got that that you have to deal with, if you don't have that government, huge government overreach control, the vacuum of power comes in, and that's when you have the terrorists come in and take over. And we don't want either of that, and that's where I was. That, that as as a, and that's where I think a lot of gun owners were going back to the Fort Scott Munitions. That's why a lot of gun owners were buying ammo because a lot of us veterans that have been down range have seen and experienced that, and we know what government overreach can do. Government, too much government control is not good at all. It it, it does nothing but it causes causes war. It causes war, and it causes civil wars, and that's not what we want at all. But but brother, that being said too, I. Do fully understand where you're coming from because of the area you live in. Sure. you You know, you you are in a confined, and when I say confined space, you you just have a lot of people living in a small area, and even just New with York the regular, City to be
0: fair, New York City. As I as I feel like <laughs> I point out every show, I am on Long Island. <laughs> I, it's it's but, not the same. But Long
1: Island <laughs> still Long Island still is not Omaha, Nebraska. No, no, either. no. But I've
0: I've been in Nebraska, but Omaha is still a city. So um, eh,
1: don't don't give the merit or. Governor Ricketts, too much. They they already think they're big enough. They think they're (laughs) Chicago already. Don't do that,
0: man. We already. Let's see what is because I'm going to look this up out of curiosity. What's the population of Omaha? Uh, Omaha is uh, half a million. Yes, about half a million. So then what is Long Island? I'm wondering out of curiosity just to see if we compare the two. <laughs> oh, you gotcha, got gotcha. seven and a half million. So, yeah. So, it, yeah it, see, it I mean,
1: big, yeah. but, but you're, you're right. You're, you're right you're, you're, but I, I agree because just just like with the regular flu, you're going to have more likely, you're more likely going to catch the, because there's more people in a confined space. So I get it.
0: So I think yeah. it's also that people here all work in the city. So um yeah, I grew yeah. up in Manasseh, New York. And I believe Manhasset and there might be a town in New Jersey, too, had like the most deaths from 9-11, more so than the city, because we all just we live here and then we commute to the city. This is a place where people live. They raise their families. They don't want you know, they don't want to be in that hectic city life. Twenty four seven. This is where things are quiet. Uh, As you can hear, you know, you don't hear anything in the background here. I'm recording out of my house. Uh, So. Yeah, a lot of those Wall Street people, they live in New Jersey suburbs or Long Island. So yeah, there's probably a lot of people who got this while working in the city, then they come home and it spreads. And I I do think the lockouts important though because nothing stops me right now from driving to Omaha if I have something. <laughs> and then next yeah. thing you know, you know, <clears throat> a million people there have it. So it's
1: I I, it, I I I I I do think though as well, just like a fire that burns itself out. For those of you all that have kids, I said this on the last show, when your kid is sick and what you take him to the doctor and it's a virus, what does that doctor tell you? Every one of you out there that has kids know, knows what the doctor tells you. I can't do anything for it. You're just going to have to let it play itself out. I, this is an extreme case here. But again, I, I, the more you try to stop and contain and all this stuff, it's not going to work. And you, you, there comes a point where we're, we're fine. I, 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 you're, what's going on now? I'm watching the statistics. You're seeing things start to level out as they should, as I think any person with some common sense would have expected them to do. I do think the. So the the recommending people that have normal freaking hygiene again, which was important, which a lot of people were missing, is extremely important. I do believe. Yeah, this the I don't like the the what it says social distancing. That's just common courtesy distance. It's not social distancing. That's just common courtesy. Don't walk up right up on somebody when you're talking to them. That's just standard.
0: Well, I'm noticing. I, I will say maybe it's a little different there. I'm noticing if I'm in line somewhere now. You know, like, I went to go get a salad before. He, people are standing about, like, you know, six to ten feet away from each other. And I, I get it. I get why. Well,
1: brother. you got to. I
0: I dare you to sneeze once in line. Come on, I dare you. I you don't know what's crazy? You don't have I balls. was at the post office yesterday, and I actually <laughs> did. And I oh, noticed, no. like, the guys looking at me. Yeah, it was just a – it was probably an allergy sneeze or something. Yeah, oh, but yeah. people – People look like they're ready to stab you. Uh,
1: yeah, we're going to get, and this is the time where allergy. This is allergy season. It's springtime, man. So that's going to happen more and more. But what I guess what I'm getting at is, is that you still use common sense. But I, I, I do agree that yeah, sometimes the, the, the weight and the vaccinations and the protectiveness can outweigh the actual, actual flu, actual coronavirus the actual virus that's going on now and it can be detrimental especially over time what i'd like to see back and hope remind me in december when all this is finally coming and i do think it's probably going to be then when everybody's heads start to clear whether it's it it gets rid of itself in the fall i don't think the media is going to let it go until december if we get it done i think you still got a four-month period that they're going to ride this out and make more money off their ads but what what i want to talk about in december is is if this continues on, I'd like to see what the suicide rate is after, because I, I, you know, a lot of this, and even as a veteran myself, when we, we start seeing uh, the government take control, it, uh, even myself, I know there's a lot of guys out there feeling the same way. It it causes stress levels to go up because of what we've seen where governments have had control, and I said this on Pat's show. I don't want to have to pick up my rifle again ever. I don't. I, I'm one of those guys that doesn't want to have to do it. I don't have to do it, I, especially in my own country. But when you hear and you see governments taking control, mandatory lockdowns, the governor of California idiot saying, oh, I can imp- implement yeah. martial law. Brother, you have n- – I don't think politicians have any idea what stress levels that puts guys like myself. It does, myself. Our stress levels go up just, man, just, just top-notch because shit. Are you kidding me? All right. Well, if I have to fight for this, I will, but I don't want to. I want to be home with my family now. This is why I don't go overseas anymore. This is why I'm home, but I will, and that's where Glenn Beck, all right, I dare you, man. I will pick up a rifle and, and fight because I don't want my kids to have to grow up in that, and I will. I've been, I've done it before. I'll do it again, but I don't want to have to, sure. and I I, I I, guarantee you there's veterans the same as me out there going, that son of a bitch. No, we, we don't want this just – Let's get this done. If we have to let it play out, then we let it play out. If we're waiting on a vaccine that's going to be another year, then no, we don't need it. And I, I do honestly believe, too, brother, you can disagree with me or not, but I do honestly believe if the stock market crashes, you're going to see a lot of those people that lost a ton of money yeah you will see it yeah. i, I, I want oh, to why know.
0: why would i disagree with that i mean you, you hear, hear about people jumping from yeah. skyscrapers in vegas and uh yeah and atlantic <clears throat> city which is essentially the same thing you know when people yeah, yeah. gamble money that they can't afford of course you're going to see that man there's a lot of people who have uh, you know they put all their all their yeah. eggs in one basket in terms of one stock or yeah, yeah no of course you're going to see that that's why it's it's an interesting thing because it's like the um division between as you're saying people getting out there enjoying nature, enjoying what this life is really all about and what God created. I mean, God didn't create the stock market. Yeah. He created, you know, <laughs> the, the the trails that we walk on and the all the great nature stuff that we see when I was oh. in like Sedona, Arizona. And but man creates all this artificial stuff. So, that, you know, the other Yin or Yang to that Yin. I don't know which to say. Is that <laughs> yeah. yeah? People are going to be extremely depressed because you know this is their family's livelihood, and I on if people have no means to buy food, no means for yeah. their family, you are going to see rioting. It's inevitable. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's where you got to wait. What what does it outweigh?
1: If this is a flu and it is playing itself out like it will, it will. Um, granted, I do believe, yeah, we're, we're probably saving more lives now because of what we're doing with the, and I hate to call it a quarantine. I, I think it's just be using common sense with our, with our health practices and people are becoming more aware and more respectful of distances of people, uh, of their, of their neighbors. But uh, if you play this out and it keeps going, brother, uh, yeah, I, I, it, that's going to be just as bad, if not worse than if we didn't have the quarantine. And that can even be that, that you're yeah, right, brother, God dang, you just, can you imagine? And, and that's well, why Trump, I, Trump
0: we, tweeted we, something we, out about the, exactly what you're saying, actually. No, Okay. Well, I, well, hey, great mindset. Should I say that? Or is that not, that's not <laughs> a great
1: mindset?
0: I don't uh, tell I'm going to find what the said. actual tweet, but I'm sure you'll be in agreement with it. Um, da-da-da-da. I mean, they're, they're, they're,
1: I mean they're, they're, you, there's got to be a line where you're saying okay
0: and that's where you as,
1: as a leader if I, you know, if I was president I, yeah I'd be at the CDC the doctors get this shit figured out get it now this is your 9-11 get this done you have this timeline and if you don't make it by this timeline guess what we're gonna go find somebody put the just like you do like when we have to hit an objective you got to hit it at this time if you don't make it I'm gonna find somebody that does and the, you, you've got to, you've got to be like, that. I, I really feel you've got to be, you've, you've got to, this is where as a, as a leader, you, you do right. have to step up and you I found, have to tell I your found people. the
0: tweet. I found the tweet and, and oh, I think you'll be in agreement with it. It's um, a tweet? So Trump, oh, okay. Yeah, Trump tweeted out on the 22nd. Uh, he said, we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. At uh, the end okay. of the 15 day period, we will make a decision as to which way we want to go.
1: I, 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 and for those y'all listen to me on this, you know I don't always agree with Trump. I, I don't. Um, I I think he, he could have stopped a lot of this TP hysteria at the beginning, and I think there could have been more positive statements. But damn, yeah, for what I'm saying, that's and if if I'm interpreting what he's saying correctly because it's a tweet and it's it's so few characters, I, I do feel the same way. There's got to be a point where you're saying hey, we, we all right, you, we got to get this thing figured out. If there's not a vaccination. Let's start moving forward because you're going to see health problems and you're going to see deaths going the other direction.
0: Well, as as I said earlier on the podcast, we have an Israeli drug company ready to give us six million units of chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine, whichever it is. It's on our FDA to just approve this stuff now, just approve it. We have the drug then and it will make, I would think, a world of difference based on what I'm reading. I I, compl- I I'll have to read it, but if it's like we talked about the
1: malaria pills I heard about that, is, which is essentially the same thing, uh, just 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 a little bit better because we're in the 2020 and not the 1970s. But I, I agree to it. If, if it's ready, FDA politicians stop being politicians and and be leaders and get this thing get this thing out there and start getting it tested on people that are essentially very very sick but i'm completely agreeing with you too if, if you're not because uh, and if you read the stats 90 percent of these cases in the world are mild um 90 i yeah. think it was 96 today four percent were severe this is the world guys exactly 90 90 yeah. 90 you know that four percent that's who you give it to let's see and let's see and i'm sure you know be be responsible um, if you're that four percent, I, I do believe you, you probably should get consent. If you can't get consent from them or the family, because um, we're not getting pigs, I don't believe in that either. But uh, that, but the 96 percent that's mild to mod, mo- and it's it's like moderate to mod. I, I don't think you give it to them, and you just let it let it roll through, and and they'll get rid of it. And uh, and um, and that's if you guys haven't read the stats and you're watching the news that's correct that what a number i said on the stats 90 96 percent of the people that have this virus are in the mild is it just mild brother i don't think it's even moderate i think it says mild doesn't say mild to moderate it just says mild. It,
0: i mean it sounds about right and and uh, to be honest so that doesn't go against anything we've been saying in the weeks past including myself you know yeah, you're, but you're, which is still <clears throat> which is still a cause of concern you know because usually there were the average flu as we know it's like 0.2 percent is lethal so it's it's a lot higher, you
1: know, it's hard, but in rela- relatively speaking, again, you can, you can jump off the bridge if you want to, but it's 96 and then 4% is under the severe category. And if then go down and break the ages down. Yeah. And you'll see, dang, not, I think it's 90%. Cause there's a percentage there too. 90% are in that 70 and above category. And then um, 10% or 15, or it's broken down. So I look at, I, I, could, my, you, I, for those of you who don't trust my numbers, I can't even tell Ian's age. So you know better than that. Go look <laughs> for yourself. Yeah. But world of
0: meters. <laughs> that's the one we were talking about. L- look world, at
1: yeah. it. Yeah. Look at it. You'll see that. Yeah. The majority of nine all of them are in that either 60 years old and above and i'm not saying i want to because my parents are 60 years old guys but it, it just it, it it puts things in perspective and what it will do to me and i think anybody else there it stops the panic buying that's going on out there right now too and essentially stops the panic in itself um t- toilet paper i still don't help me out ian I, I still don't understand the toilet paper thing. Why do people start buying up toilet paper? I, I still don't know why. I, I, have I no think point.
0: I think it's just because it's an essential item. You know, uh, I know like, there's other ways to do that, but you know, it's funny. My my toilet paper, but they didn't do it because of this. They've just always been that way. Every I time I go to the house, they're <laughs> stocked up on everything. Like they're not they're not preppers, but they live like preppers.
1: No, and oh, that's what I wanted. To, I'm glad you remind. I wanted to get out before we got off before we got off the call. Um, guys, all right. I I I saw how everybody was hoarding toilet paper when I got home because we were short and we almost ran out again. But I found some. I got connections at Target here because I go to the Target. <laughs> I got the inside scoop. And I I just I just got there in the morning when they had some. But guys, okay, all right. But I, and I'm this group. Most of the elderly out there are they don't hoard, they don't prep, but they buy stuff like that. And you'll see my my even my grandma they, they had ex you know toilet paper and stuff. Well, now they have these hours for the elderly yeah. or the – and, and they are supposed to so they could get in there and get toilet paper and get stuff they needed because all the youngsters were buying everything out. Well, I show up in the morning, and it's at a local hy V. Well, guess who's hoarding all the damn toilet paper? and i guarantee you they have it in their basement store it's the elderly i'm like oh my god people you got you, this is we're supposed to be helping each other out not one group having advantage of the other because now you have a special shopping hours to be honest with you my my personal views and watching other families the people that really need it are the kids that have five fibers the, the families that have five or six kids and their kids are all teenagers because yeah. i guarantee you they're going through i know my 15 year old they're going through toilet paper like it ain't nobody's business, man. So uh, it's a funny story, but it's also a story like, hey, elderly, too, please. I I, I get it. This may be the only time you're going to get out for the week. But there are families that may not be in that high risk category that have five or six kids, even four children. Sure. They need that, too. So you, you got to be respectful, too, because they're not they're getting in there and the shelves are gone. And now they've got kids who knows how they're wiping their asses and that's not good that's not yeah. good either. I so, agree,
0: um, man. How, how is the uh how's the food situation been there? Because I could tell you in New York, uh for the most part, everything is fine. Um oh, I man. live I live right across the street from a grocery store. I've been getting fish, grilling it on I have a grill outside, it. been grilling fresh fish, fresh vegetables. I I see a lot of like the frozen stuff is um, you know, empty. But, you know, it's a lot of junk food people probably shouldn't be eating anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my my friend George in Arizona, he showed me the shelves are bare there because they rely on California, it seems like, for everything. Um. Yeah, we haven't had that much of an issue. I mean, the complaints people have are really minor. Uh, you know, people just like to complain. I think there's plenty That's you can g- still get. Uh, has it been like that for you?
1: It's been it's been good. It, it, the milk, for some
0: reason, two
1: weeks ago, when the toilet paper epidemic, and we're yeah. still having toilet paper shortages here, which is you know we I still find it we we don't order we're, we're good. Um, but uh, the uh, the milk for some reason, but that came back online. I think people realized you really can't save milk and hoard it because
0: it's going to expire within a week. It's, so it's just mi- habit. People have that milk, bread, and eggs thing. Like, yeah, they, they, Yeah,
1: there there's there's some that. Yeah, you go in and it's no, it's not barren. And but what I what I laughed with my wife, Tanya, because we're, we're you know, of course, for those that have listened to Tanya or have watched, seen her on the Thaddea post, the, you know, she's very, very, very in good in shape. She's 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 healthy. Um, there's tons of fruits and vegetables. And I'm like, well, this is perfect. So, I mean, I yeah, we're we're good. No food is food's good. You can still buy the shelf stable stuff like the macaroni and the spaghettios and the soup. The milk's fine. Um, there what again, we had a little bit of a shortage on milk and bread in the very beginning, but I think people are starting to figure this out. All right, we're, we're good. There's not going to be a shortage of food, but I do, I agree with you. I think it's a comfort thing. I think maybe it's just, maybe it's a, it's a thing that's in our genes that we have. That's what makes us feel comfortable is our clean butts, the ability to drink milk <laughs> and, and, and eggs because, uh, no, but food's. Food's so good. I mean there's 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 shortage here and there on things and I shouldn't say shortage, just the, the shelves are more picked through because I do think people were, were hoarding and then when the government governor of California said the martial law thing and then even when Trump said, Yeah, now I'm a military commander, I think that spun like, Oh shit, what do we here we go, martial law, government control. I think people went out and panic bought a little bit but no you can still go to the store and and there's still food and that's that that's what I want I wanted, wanted to say to people out there that work at Walmart at Target at the grocery stores guys you have no idea how much you guys are holding this country together i mean really do you're i've get, I've seen people throw because they the tar, my local Target in North Omaha they're fantastic they're the they're and I don't care if you like Target or not. I'm not saying the Target corporate. I'm saying the people working in Target, especially my one here on 72nd. I've seen people throw disposable wipes at them because they couldn't get toilet paper. They have handled everything beautifully. They have been really first responders on the front line. And they have kept by keeping shelves stocked, by working extra hours, by making sure that there is food out. They have kept people from completely losing their minds. And I am. I told Michaela, she's one of the managers down in the morning, and Kay's another manager down there. I said, guys, I don't think you realize how much you guys have kept sanity in this country by just showing up to work and taking the shit sandwich from people that are completely losing their minds because they can't buy Purell. You have no idea how much you've kept the community together. So um, I I wanted to put that out because – you don't think that a target worker saving country, Walmart saving. The- no, you, they have the grocery workers just by having food on the shelves. Uh, it, imagine if we would have the the shortage of food along like we did with toilet paper, how many oh. riots we would have had, dude. Uh, so uh, all you guys out there, you don't get enough respect. You won't get enough respect by people out there because people think it's a menial job. I don't. I see that. And by you guys out there busting your ass and they're not taking any days off. Them out there making sure those stores are stocked they have kept this country sanity afloat i honestly believe that along with the healthcare workers but i you know I, i'm not going to short them but i, I do want to the healthcare workers are going to get kudos they are they're going to get kudos regardless especially from the politicians these guys are not going to get kudos from the politicians and i don't think they look for it but they're getting it from me because i i watch from the outside walk around target and i watch how they handle people and I am just an admiration that they're doing it on minimum wage to just, yeah. they have no idea how they've held this country together. And so kudos to all you guys out there working in the, in the grocery industry at the targets at the Walmarts out there. Unbelievable job. I'm so proud of you guys. And, and really, yeah, you, pat yourself on the back when all this ends, you guys deserve,
0: you guys deserve medals. Believe me, you do. I completely agree, man. I, you know what, that might be a good uh, place to end this show because I think that's a positive note. Uh, unless you have anything more that, uh, that you want to get into, I think we've, you and I could just talk and, and yeah. it goes somewhere. <laughs> so no, bro, I, I would love to see you post some of them pictures of that
1: trail. If you, if you do have oh, to take yeah, your phone sure. one day on the battle line podcast, pay on the pay, page. So people can, I, I, I take, I, I am going to do a book one day of all the places I've ran at. People need to see how awesome, how spiritual running and being outside can be. And I think people would get a kick out of that because I, I love the, what you're talking about. We don't have a good one here in Omaha. Where my sister lives in Denver, there's a good one. I love those things because they're they're so fun. And when it's a blue sky out, you know you can kind of lay and take an extra break on that push on that sit up on that yeah. sit up board and just look at the blue sky and the clouds going by before you have to get up and go run to the next. Oh next. Yeah. Uh, next I, week, I so. like <laughs>
0: even more actually. It's not really a trail, but I um there it's a little bit of a trail. So I I've said it before on the show. I live in Port Washington. There's a great dock by us, so I run oh, to the dock. Man. Beautiful. And then past the dock, and over there, you could actually go down this really short trail, and you are right on the sand. Wow. Um, and you're on the sand, watching the water, watching the clouds. The one thing that's different for me, and that's an adjustment, as strange as it sounds, is I'm right near uh, LaGuardia Airport. JFK is not too far. So I'm used to seeing all of these planes fly by. every Every minute or so, you see another plane go by, and it's kind of cool to see. Um And it reminds me what a great country we live in and kind of makes me contemplate where these people are going and, you know, <laughs> just what they're up to. It's just stuff that I end up thinking about. And I could even, as silly as it is, I even remember being like a little kid watching the planes in the yeah. sky with friends, thinking something might be a UFO. You know, just like the imagination <laughs> yeah. of kids. And it's a weird adjustment only seeing a plane go by for me every five minutes or so. I'm not used to that.
1: Do that. But that's that's something that's what you just said. You just you think about it and it brought back memories. And and now you're thinking, well, that is is weird. But now you're thinking of other memories. Your brain's going, <laughs> which is where it needs to be. Your brain's firing and it's you're having thoughts and you're having memories and and maybe even manifesting the dreams later where where we haven't done that so much because, you know, we our, our lives are too damn busy. So,
0: so you, that's you awesome could see I <laughs> have my Skype camera on. You could see where I am. So I have like that mat over here. And then over here, you could see I know the audience can't see this, but I have the window over here and I will sometimes at night after a workout or whatever, um, you know, especially if it's too cold to go outside. I'll lie on that mat. I'll look at the sky and I'll just look at the planes passing by. And It'll make me think of, uh, you know, where do I want to travel to yeah. next? I get a chance. <laughs> and it's it's actually like a very as same thing you're saying, very meditative state to be in. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it is a, as as silly as it sounds, it's a strange adjustment to me because I think travel is such an intricate part of people's lives here, especially for you, your guy was on a plane far more than I am. And it's probably, I know, I know you're enjoying the adjustment of being with your family, but it's probably strange that for, uh, this month and next month, you're not going to be getting on a plane to anywhere.
1: And maybe, you know, maybe for the year, but I've come to terms with that and I'm, I'm okay with that. It it wasn't a weird adjustment, but I'm used to adjusting quickly. When I used to come from deployments, I have to adjust quick because if I didn't, then it was not a lot of time that I could enjoy the family at home because my brain wasn't home. So, uh, but I would say last week was when, okay, I'm good. I, I'm happy to be home. I'm not worried about money. I'm not worried about what's going on. Uh, and, um, it's nice to not be at the airport because you're right. I was expecting to have my bags packed and head back to the airport to go catch <laughs> a flight. And it was. And I woke up and I woke up. I slept till 1030. I'm like, holy shit. I don't yeah, have to go back to the airport. Cool. This is awesome. I put my running shoes on and I went around. So, yeah, up until last week, it was a little bit of an adjustment, but I've adjusted. I'm fully adjusted and I'm just happy to be at home.
0: Yeah, really and, and they're not sponsoring the show. So this is just a genuine thing that I'm saying here. When, <laughs> and when you take Ned. You can sometimes get that really good deep sleep. Oh, I do Yeah,
1: I, I do with Ned. I actually, um, when I was having the problems adjusting at home, yeah, I told you I used to take it in the morning. I actually started and switched it and took it at night, and that's when the you know the adjustment. And whether it was coincidence or not, I'll just tell you that's when. Like I, hey, I'm good. I, I, and that's when I slept till 10:30 too. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I morning. think
0: you get in that really deep sleep. Or sleep? Are you remembering dreams? Because I notice I'll remember yeah. dreams more.
1: Yeah, I, I used to not remember any dreams, and now I remember them good. And so, yeah, you know, I, I actually, and I, it, it, you know, I, I have dreams of me protecting my family, which be like that's not a good will I do. And then I also have just, just normal dreams like everybody else is like, ah, and I remember them. I'm not going to tell you all of them, guys. Cause, that's Cause these are, are, these are
0: sexual, yeah, these uh, are, two, these two are. The podcast.
1: <laughs> as far as you know, they are, as far <laughs> as you know, but, um, no, nah, bro, I, I, I you, know, it has helped me and it's, it, it has helped. I can tell it's helped me, helped me just, uh, just remain, just, ha- I'm, I'm a happier person as it is regardless, but it has helped me just, just, I, I don't, I, I, I can, I can control my temper and I didn't have a really bad temper anyway, but I can control it to where it, it really – I don't know what it is. It's, it's hard to put pinpoint. All I can say is that I just am I'm, – I'm just nicer. I'm a nicer, more relaxed guy, um, and it's its made my life better. Yeah, and you're right. They're not sponsoring the show regardless. I don't care. Yeah, no, we're just
0: – They're uh, and, and you guys don't know this. There are times that I call Chris and <laughs> – Chris will go on about Ned for me for like twenty minutes. and we're not we're not doing a read. It's just me and him. Mm-hmm. And so, like we really do believe in in all the products we uh, talk about, which so I might as well transition here to something else we really believe in, which is Fort Scott Munitions. Fort Scott is a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass, CNC spun ammunition that is designed to tumble upon impact in soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed-out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military-grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in every state, Even if California doesn't want you to to buy it, uh, I don't know if if that is changing currently. It it could be, for all I know, the way California is. Oh
1: Lord, who who knows? I don't even want to get into that. We'll go down another rabbit hole.
0: Yeah, yeah. save that. New York, as far as I know, I can still buy ammo. I got not in this room, but I I got my stuff. So, um, as well as directly online through FortScottMunitions.com, use the exclusive promo code BattleLine for 15% off your order only available to listeners of the BattleLine podcast. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Peranto, BattleLine Tactical, and the BattleLine podcast. Dude, I love doing these shows where it's just you and I. And you know what the last one we did? Did great. And I, I'll i be honest, part of it is you have to have a clickbaity title because uh, <laughs> the title of the last one with us was, uh, I'm looking at it right now, Navy SEAL war crimes and much more. And I knew, I knew people were going to click on Navy SEAL war crimes. It was one of our most listened to episodes. Like it did great. So I need to figure out, you know, what do I title this? Is it going to be, we're all going to die of coronavirus? We're all going to rock on that.
1: We're all going to die of the new strain of coronavirus, the Mikaloboba virus. There you go. says the the, 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 I think the hashtag hoba or the, the hippity-bippity virus, one of the two, the new something like that. And drink all the. I'm drink. No, I should. I'm not going to say that because somebody will.
0: No, no. Oh the, gonna... oh, the fish tank cleaner. Oh Lord, yeah. No, I mean, someone went really well, and I learned it on Battleline Podcast.
1: <laughs> you know somebody will. Think of something. You'll think of something. You're clever. I yeah, still think I that, I still think the Mikulovho virus. But that's just me.
0: I think that's funny, man. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, and and you got to make some humor out of this whole thing because it is a crazy situation we're all in. If we're gonna if we're gonna mention you know just ways to get through it, which I think we did on this show, just in general. Um, yeah, have have some things that you want to set out to get done every day. Uh, I've told people before when they're unemployed, for example you just got to treat it like you're still at a job and have a, um, you know, kind of a schedule of, I got to get this done today and this done. Um, and I noticed I'm getting a lot of stuff done. I'm, I'm actually having more time to do things I enjoy because I hadn't cleaned this apartment in God knows how long. and done a really <laughs> deep clean. So I, I did that, and, you know, filled with air and tires of my bike that I haven't used in forever and just stuff like that. So it, it gives me time to enjoy a little bit more and, yeah, just, whether it's it's going running and all that stuff, just don't. I agree with Chris fully. Don't sit on the couch all day and watch the news. It's going to make you go mad. Yeah, you Just get out
1: and find do something, and then maybe at night, even more, find find a good movie to watch at night, um, or just some show, or turn on American Pickers is always a good stable. You can never go wrong if you turn on the History Channel and you have American Pickers. And if you're a ghost guy, and you like 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 a crazy ghost. Vi- Ghost Adventures and Paranormal Caught on Camera actually is a pretty cool show. Even though it is, if if you like the the horror stuff, that's actually turn that on. I, I think you'll you'll get hooked on the episodes. You'll probably binge watch all the episodes. But uh, me brother, yeah, I'm I'm going downstairs. I'm gonna go eat some dinner. I can smell the dinner coming, and I'm and then I'm gonna go back down to my gym and work out a little bit more, and 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 maybe have a Michelob I do I got one in the refrigerator.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, you know what I'm going to, so I watched, I finished that Love is Blind show, and I saw that Ryan Weaver <laughs> was posting about this show that everyone is talking about, there's this show now, there's another show on Netflix called Tiger King, about this guy, I think he's, I don't even know, I think he's like breeding tigers or something, uh, everybody what? is talking about it, it's apparently a really out there show. I don't know enough, so I could be way off, but I saw like Ryan Weaver is watching it. I have friends watching it shows people are binge watching on netflix and i usually am someone who's like i have no time for this i have i have all the time to do that now so maybe when i get off with you i'll end up watching uh wild and i'll let you know how it is
1: tell me tell me how it is i always watch movies i'm a movie holic i have every movie channel plus voodoo plus disney plus plus Netflix. i mean i watch <laughs> i am a crazy movie guy so i watch all movies out there so i'll, I'll find something actually i said this is kind of I, I Really, this is normal for me. the the only, the really, the only, uh, it's it, it's it's honestly, it's it's better because I know I don't have I don't have to worry about I have to leave next week for anywhere. It, that's awesome. Or it's not on my mind. Like God, I got to leave home again. I don't want to go. This has been fantastic for me, and it's going to continue to be. And uh, yeah, let's, let's keep getting this pumped up when you do this a couple times a week, and then I don't have to leave at all
0: fuck oh that would be awesome yeah i mean for this month i think we're keeping it like this but i yeah i i'm all for it we'll figure things out um hopefully the quality of this is decent guys chris and i did a test i always am uh i'm always skeptical of like recording from my own home so hopefully this all recorded okay hopefully by the time i hit stop recording on this and i listen back it's all fine (laughs) because you know if it's if if this thing didn't record. I'm going to shoot somebody. Oh, but, uh, shit, yeah. yeah.
1: Well,
0: call me back. <laughs> call, call me back. Call me back. I think we'll be <laughs> fine. I'm going to hit stop recording now. And okay, I'll, bro. Uh, and I'll wrap up with the audience just saying, man, hope you guys uh, enjoy your week to the best of your ability with all this and push through.
1: Yeah, definitely, bro. And, and you guys out there, God bless you. And, again, all you grocery workers and all you guys at Target, Walmart, and all, all the mama pop shops out there, i'm being honest you guys are really holding everything together you may not see it but you are keeping this country sane kudos to you and in fact i'm gonna go eat some of the food i bought at target today <laughs> i'm gonna go downstairs do that right now so yeah man i'll talk to you later though We're so good
0: to go That's all for this week's Battleline podcast but we'll be back on Monday with more American straight talk. so make sure you're subscribed and keep up with the show 24/7 on Facebook and Instagram at battleline Podcast. Also on
1: Twitter at battleline Pod. As always, never quit.